You need to know that it's safe to be you and to embrace who you're meant to be as well. You can't hold yourself back forever because of other people's opinions. They don't pay the bills. Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Hello, hello. It's great to have you with us on this latest episode of The Power of Storytelling. And today I would really love to look at confidence. What is holding you back from sharing your story? Do you feel that you don't have a story? Do you feel that who would be interested in your story? Why should you share your journey, part of your journey, or part of your story in a much wider way? And this is what this podcast is all about, is in terms of opening up your mind to really think about what is possible. Because once you start sharing, you can go on and have an impact on other people's lives in such a huge way that you might not have already considered before. So I'd like to start with a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. And she says, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I've lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. You'd be surprised the number of people that come to me and say, Nicola, I don't think I do have a story. And even if you think I have a story, I don't even know where to begin with sharing it. And because there is this fear, There is this lack of confidence in terms of owning their story. It's very easy in any circumstance like this that you actually just take a step back and just say, it's okay. I don't need to do that. So I won't do it. I'll just step away from that and it'll be fine. The difficulty with that is you are missing out on the power of storytelling because Once you start telling people about your journey, the journey you've been on to get to where you are, maybe it's an element of your story that you've not yet shared or you're nervous about sharing. Once you do that, once you unlock that, then it actually does have a massive ripple effect on others because people will be able to see how they can resonate with you how they can find you, how they can work with you. So therefore you're helping your business, but you're doing it in a way that actually you're making it easier for them so that they don't feel quite so alone anymore. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that there've been several situations in my life where 
I've looked back and I've just thought, gosh, if there was only someone who had shared something at that point or that I'd read something that I would resonate with them, I would want to follow them. I would want to find out how I could work with them because if they're two steps ahead of where I am right now, I want to be able to get to that position. So with me being a mum and really struggling with separation anxiety, but knowing that I needed to change something in my life, but not understanding how to do that, I needed to find people that were already making that change. They were already two steps ahead. Maybe they'd stepped out of the corporate world. Maybe they'd like, you know, run their own businesses. And I could see that they were making a success of balancing everything to be a good mum. Plus they were feeling fulfilled within themselves. So they also had a career of some sort, or they were doing something that they were earning enough so that they could still be there for their family. And it's really important that you have these people that you can look up to. So inspirational, like aspirational people that you can look at and think, okay, that's, that's pretty impressive that they've come from where they have and they are now where they are. And it may well be you might not have a massive rags to riches story. I don't. I would say that my life, it was quite on an even keel until Jay came along. But up until that point, it was all very, like, it was fine. There wasn't much to it. But I think there were always situations that we've gone through or that we've experienced or things that have happened to us that culminate in making up those chapters of our book, of our lives. And it's worth looking at things in terms of those chapters. So confidence in itself, it's very easy for someone to say, right, okay, you need to be confident about doing this. Well, actually, that's easier said than done, isn't it? Because if you're scared about doing something, you're worried about the outcome. You're worried about what people will say. You're worried about how it will turn out. You're worried about all of the things. Now, if your story involves someone else, you need to check whether they're happy for you to talk about or feature their part of their story. So it's always, always worth doing that as a a number one priority before you even go forward. Because if you think you're going to share something and actually it involves someone else, you do need to get their approval for that. If for any reason they say, well, actually, I'd rather you didn't share that, at least you know you haven't gone down the road of trying to share things with journalists and then the journalist saying, have you got that person's permission? And then you have to go back to that person and check. And then the whole interview falls apart because unfortunately, journalists are very poor on time. They're very time poor. They've got a lot of different deadlines, a lot of things that they have to like turn around really quickly. And if you can imagine that you've done all of your research and then you interview someone and it's a great interview and it's a brilliant story and the editor really loves it. And then right at the last minute, 
they just mention to you, hang on a second, I don't know that I have checked with my husband, with my partner, whether they're happy for X, Y, Z to be mentioned. The whole thing can fall down. You're not going to be like on the top of their list to approach again for any other opportunities. And with all of these things, when you're working with journalists on any level, whether it's providing tips, comments, a bigger piece in terms of your story, you want to maintain those relationships. And it's about having an ongoing working relationship so that they know that you're reliable, so that you're professional, so that you turn up and you do all the things that you say that you're going to do. It's really, really important. They haven't got time to be messed around. So as part of the getting more confident, I always think that the more prepared you are about anything, whether it's a a situation, whether it's, right, I'm going to speak to a journalist, I always feel so much more confident in myself. Back in 2002, I trekked the Inca Trail for the National Deaf Children's Society, raising money for them. And I'm very much, I like to know what I'm going to go through before I go through it. I very much like to prepare myself. And I think that's really helped me build up my confidence over the years. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I did some research online before we even set off before we even flew into Lima and then traveled up to Cusco. And I found this incredible blog online at the time. And what it did was it made quite a few suggestions. And it said, taking this particular anti-sickness tablet really helped in terms of the altitude with altitude sickness. So I went to my doctor and I ordered that and got that on prescription and that was fine. Then it also talked about how difficult certain parts of the trek were. And up until that point, I had to say, I hadn't really even considered how difficult things were. Sure, I was doing some training and I knew that I needed to do some training. But I always find that if I know something is really quite challenging and it's coming up, I like to know that it's challenging. So when it came to actually doing the trek, I was really prepared. The anti-sickness and anti-altitude tablets that I was taking worked brilliantly, which I'm so grateful for. But also the really high ascents and steep descents, I knew they were coming. And I knew when the toughest day was going to be, when we were going to be scaling like 3,400 meters above sea level. I knew that that was going to be a tough day, but I was prepared for it. And by being prepared, it helped me with my confidence. So I was able to attack the situation in a way that felt right for me. So I always think being as prepared as possible is the best way to just start off building up that confidence. So when that comes to sharing your story or in any shape or form, do the groundwork. And by that, I mean, do some research. Where is it that you want to be seen or heard? So if it's uh, online, national newspapers, print, online, 
Maybe it's like magazines. You want to be seen in some glossy magazines like monthlies or weekly magazines. Maybe you just want to focus on podcasts, being a guest on a podcast like this one, or being on a podcast that attracts your ideal clients and gets in front of your ideal audience in a really big way. Perhaps it's being seen on TV. Perhaps it's being heard on the radio. Whatever it is, whatever your plan is, whatever it is that you want to do, just make sure that you are fully aware of where your ideal clients are hanging out. It's so important. It's so, so important. And yet, it's massively overlooked by so many people and they kind of they get really excited about the fact that you know you can go onto twitter and there's a hashtag journal request and you can just respond straight away but they haven't thought it through is that publication going to attract my ideal clients think also about what do you want to say what is it that you want to get across what are the things that are really important to you that you say about both yourself and your business. Messaging is absolutely vital when it comes to making sure that you present yourself in the right way so that people understand where you're coming from. And as part of this, lose any flowery language that you might like to use. Only use very simple language that can resonate with people because you know, you want to be able to speak to someone as if they're sitting next to you in the pub. So think of it like having a conversation. You would not say, if someone says to you, right, so what is it that you do? Oh, I'm a purveyor of horticulture and, and floristry. And actually you're a florist. Or I um, am a expert in... Um, I don't know, creating bespoke, beautiful creations of cakes or something. You, you're, you're a cake maker. <laughs> like you might be a professional cake maker, but you, you teach others about business and baking. And what you're trying to do is you're kind of making it into this flowery language that people switch off at. They're not listening to, they're not interested in that. What they want to listen to and what they want to hear from is real people with real stories, with real journeys, who inspire them, who motivate them, who they then have a chance to kind of think, well, hang on a second, that's something that I really want to aspire to as well. So keep your language really simple. Don't over flowerize your your language keep it really really clear and simple and when it comes to even speaking to a journalist even putting yourself forward to say hang on a second I'd like to do a proactive approach uh, looking at things from a proactive point of view which is pitching yourself proactively saying hang on a second, I've got a story that I think you might be interested in. That proactive approach, know what you want the outcome to be. So what is the outcome that you want from any interview or a feature or a piece that you're looking to do? Is it to promote a a book or is it to 
get more eyes on your website because you're launching something, because you're talking about something right now. Now, you would never, ever in a month of Sundays be going to a journalist and saying, I want to promote this new course that I've got coming out. So can you put the uh, credit in any piece that runs as a subsequence of us speaking to each other? And can you put the uh, link through for people to join up to the course? That's not how it works. You would always, always use your website and then just make sure that the first thing that people see when they click on that website link is your course. That's how you get people to follow you, to realize what it is that you do, everything about you. You have to look at PR like a, a trail of breadcrumbs. It's really, really important. How can people find you? Well, that comes down to the website as well. Your website should be your shop window to everything. It should tell people who you are, um, how you can work together. And I've come across so many people as of late who have shared things on their website. It might be on their about page or the work with me page or whatever page it is. And then when you speak to them about, so is it like, you know, you really want to go out there in terms of PR, they're like, oh yes, but I'd rather do it so that I can actually um, hide a little bit more. And you you think, well, hang on a second, you're telling your story on your website. So why is it that you are then nervous about sharing that on a bigger scale? And that comes down to fear. And it also comes down to a lack of confidence, which is what we're talking about today. Think about also what will be someone's takeaway if you were to secure a piece with a journalist. So say you've proactively gone to a journalist and you have suggested there's an element of your story that could work for them. It could work for their readers. It also aligns with where your ideal clients are hanging out. Think about the takeaway so that you can actually put that to the journalist. So you can actually say, well, look, this takeaway, um, I think will be really valuable to your readers, listeners, viewers, because it will take them through an incredible journey. It will like it will enable them to be able to see X, Y, Z. And that's really valuable as well, because you always have to think in the way that a journalist thinks. You have to think, what are they looking for? And they're looking for valuable content that will work for their audience, whoever that audience is. They're always looking for something that is value-led. We all are. At the end of the day, we're all looking for something that's value-led. Now, if it comes down to the fact that you are very much, you don't want to share your story because you feel nervous about it, or you're asking yourself, what if people react in a certain way? What if someone says something that's not very nice? I hear that one a lot. What if the trolls come out and they start sending horrible messages? At the end of the day, you can't think about the what ifs. What you have to do is turn that on its head and start thinking about the what if by sharing my story, I'm able to impact just one person, just that one person who is struggling right now, 
but needs to know that there is hope, but needs to know that there is a way forward, that needs to know that there is a different path they can take to make a change in their life. And I think very much this is where a lot of PRs don't look at PR in this way. They just look at it as about a, you know, we're just promoting a product or we're promoting a program or a service or whatever else it is, but they're failing to realize that actually the impact that you have on other people through sharing your story strategically, that is where the power lies. And it absolutely is. It's so important. And it's safe to be you. You need to know that it's safe to be you and to embrace who you're meant to be as well. You can't hold yourself back forever because of other people's opinions. They don't pay the bills. Other people's opinions don't pay the bills. You might have a family member who is saying, well, I don't understand why you've set up that business, why you're doing all of these things. I don't understand. That's fine. Leave them to not understand. You don't have to explain yourself. But surely you owe it to the people that need you, that are sitting there waiting to hear from someone just like you about your story about the journey that you've been on, about the impact that a situation had on you, that it's changed for your life. And then they can see themselves. They resonate with your words. They resonate with your story and they see it. And from that point on, their lives aren't the same because they realize that they too can make a change. They too can go on and do other things. So hopefully that's helped a little bit in terms of confidence. I know that preparation for me, being prepared, knowing in advance what it is I want to say, how I want to say it, what I want to get across before I've even spoken to a journalist, that's really key for me. And I hope that that helps you as well when you're navigating being seen, putting yourself out there. But remember to wrap everything into a story. It's really important because the more that you do that, the more that you tell stories. And this can be not only just through the media, but in your content as well that you're sharing online. Whether you have a personal brand, whether you not you have a business, whatever you are sharing with others, it's really important that you wrap everything into a story because as you've heard, that is how we we resonate with others and we remember those stories. The stories and the anecdotes are the things that stay with us. They become the most memorable of all. So I'm going to leave you today. I want to just say a massive thank you for tuning in to the power of storytelling. And if you find this show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast as well. It does wonders for the show and so that more people can find us as well. 
If you have any questions about anything we've talked about, please drop me a line at nicola at njrpr.com. I read every email I get, whether that's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, or just a simple note about how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, if you're thinking about PR, do I embrace PR? Do I not embrace PR? I've got a free quiz and it's at pr-quiz.com. Have a look. You get a free PDF report that tells you exactly where you are on the stage of your journey. I'm Nicola J. Rowley. I'll see you on the next episode of The Power of Storytelling.